0: It's good to be in church, isn't it? I hope you, hope you can say yes and mean it. I, I really do. Uh, one of the things that we want to do in, in church on a Sunday, you know, you are the church. We don't come to church. The church comes together. And uh, one of the things we want to do as a church is to encourage one another to seek God, to listen to God, and and share the things that God is saying to us. God, God tells us to to share clearly the message that He's passed on to us and Uh, If you ever feel that God is speaking to you throughout the service, come to someone or or Mike or myself and just just say, Andrew, I've got something on my heart. And uh, I was going to ask Marilyn if you could just come now and just share. uh, Where's that microphone going? Can I grab that microphone, someone? Thank you, Lord. (laughs) This one's a bit awkward to share. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Is it on? Yeah. Through the week, you know, we talk with friends and things like that, and questions get asked. And um, we're praying this morning, and God, the Spirit of God is flowing. And I can only encourage you to come to that prayer meeting in the morning because the presence of God comes in as soon as we open our mouth in unity. And um, this morning, God impressed on me, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is unity, and you know, it was just impressed on me, and I didn't feel it was anything to bring as such, other, other than to pray, but. As we're worshipping and singing that song, Mandy, and um, he laid down his life that we would be set free, bang, God just dropped in, everything just dropped in, answers to questions and discussions I've had through the week. And a friend asked me this week, what does it mean to take up your cross and follow me? What does that mean? And uh, so we talked about that, I thought, I don't really know, (laughs) you know, I, I sort of know, but what does it mean? And then the words of the song, uh, he laid down his life, that we would be set free. And I, you know, I've, I've been um, up in Queensland, you know, up to the death of my brother, who was a very, very broken boy, who grew, into, who grew into a broken man. But he came to know Jesus. And I'm just so aware of brokenness in people's lives. I'm really, really aware of brokenness that's got in when we were sick. Yeah, when we were kids. And, um, and there's so many of us in the church that are like that. We're broken and we haven't found that way to draw that, that healing power of God as yet into that root of brokenness within us. And God was just talking to me and he said, it, it, he impressed, it's for the people. What it is to take up your cross and follow me is to lay down your life so they can be set free. And that's what I wanted to share. That's what it is. To take up your cross and follow me is to lay down your life and follow me. To take up your life, lay down your life so they could be set free. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, he reminded me of David saying, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways that I may follow you and make me walk in them, he said. Teach me your ways and make me walk in them. And, and God just impressed me, that's my way. I've shown you the way. Yeah. I've shown it to you. Lay down your life so they can be set free. That is taking up your cross and following me.
0: That's good. Thanks, Marilyn. Let's just pray now. Lord God, we just thank you for that word this morning. Lord, just to encourage us, Lord, to to lay down our life. Lord Jesus, you said that if we try and cling to our life, we'll lose it. But if we give up our life for your sake, we'll find true life. And God, I just pray this morning that you would encourage us, Lord, each one. Lord, help us, God. to give up those things to you, Lord, those, those worries, those cares, those things, Lord, maybe that we have had since childhood, Lord, that we would give those things up to you, that we would lay down our life, and that Lord we would t- take up the life that you've called us to live for, for your glory, that people would be set free, that people would find the love of God, that people would find the freedom that we've found in Christ, Lord. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this morning, and God, I just pray that by your spirit, you would move in this place today, in people's hearts, in people's minds, that you would change mindsets, that you would set people free this morning, Lord God. I just thank you for your love. I thank you for every one of the kids in this place today, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to speak to them this morning too. From the youngest to the oldest, Lord, we just thank you for having your way in us, God. Today and every day, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's school holidays. It's school holidays. It is still school holidays. Kids, if, you, if everyone says to you, it's nearly over, you say, it's still school holidays. It's still school holidays. You hold on to that. We can count down the hours if you want to, but we won't do that because let's just focus on it. It's still school holidays, isn't it? It is. It is for a little bit longer. Now, uh, I, I love school holidays. I used to love school holidays as a kid. And I still love school holidays because I work in a school... And I still get one day a week holiday, sort of, from uh, uh, when the school holiday time. I, I like that. I enjoy that because it gives me time to either, A, catch up on things I need to get done, or, or and B, have some extra family time. And I love that. And uh, this week, I've been spending a bit of extra time last week um, preparing for our, our new sermon series that we're about to start next week. I'm excited about that. Don't miss that. It's going to be good. Be ready for what God's going to do. And uh, also, we got to have some extra family time. And... Um, we decided to take the kids to a place that I dearly love, uh, a place that's had a a big part of my life, you could say. Um, I'll show you the photo. It's the Forest Mountain Bike Park. It's had a uh, quite a big impact on my life. Um, oh, I had a big impact in it, maybe you should say. That's where I broke my back, for those who don't know. Anyway, we had a great time going out in the bush. We went mountain bike riding and over the jumps. And the, it was good fun, wasn't it, boys? And Sally. So it was, yeah, Sally. And Caleb, he's, he's two. And man, he flies. He has no fear. I had to physically stop him in front of him and say, no, you cannot go down this hill. It's too steep. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, just being a family. Oop, uh, there they are. On the trail. And, uh, and then with the Cox family, we eat cake. And he said, it is good. It is very good. And we had some great family time together. Um, it was good. Oh man. I just want to go back. Yeah. And oh it doesn't make it. and there was cream on the side there. And uh, nice actually I had a milkshake. Anyone who didn't have breakfast, you're getting hungry now. You should eat breakfast. Anyway, you know God has chosen for every one of us to know him and to be a part of his family. God wants every single person in the world, every person in this room today, to know him and to be a part of his family. That's so important. It's so exciting. It's so amazing. Let me read to you from John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, To all who believe him and accepted him, He gave the right to become children of God. Children of God. God who created all things has given you the right to be His child. And to be His child is to be His heir. To be His child is to be a part of His family. To be His child is to to enjoy the blessings of being a part of His family. It says to all, to all, not to some, not to most, not to as long as you do this, To all who believed him and accepted him. Does it say to all grown ups? Does it say to all anyone's? No, it says to all who believed him. And kids, if you believe that Jesus loves you and died on the cross for your sin, if you believe him and accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of God. You don't have to grow up to become a child of God. The moment you put your faith in Jesus, you are a child of God. That's exciting. That's awesome. That's the best news you're going to hear all day. So I hope you're excited about that because anything else is downhill. That's good news. (laughs) But then I I read another translation of this verse. In, In the King James Version I read, it says, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. He didn't just give the other version says he gave him the right to become children of God. This version says to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It's not just a right, it's not just a oh okay, you can be my kid as a, as a right. Okay, you 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 have the right to be in my family. I didn't really want you here, but hey, you can come and hang out with us, I guess. So no, he gave you the power to be a son or daughter of god and then i i looked at it some some more i thought i'm going to look at the amplified version it says to as many as received as did receive and welcome him he gave the right the authority the privilege to become children of god that is to those who believe in adhere to trust in and rely on his name that's a mouthful isn't it he gave the right he gave the power he gave the authority he gave the privilege to be a child of God. And this got me all excited. I started looking up the Greek and I thought, I'm going to check out what this word actually means. What, what, what has God done for us? What is God actually allowing us to have? The original word is the word exousia. Can you say that? Exousia. Turn the person beside you and say, exousia. I want you to remember this word. Exousia. 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 Yeah, if you can't work out how to say it, exousia. Exousia. He's given you the exousia, which means the power, the authority, the right, the strength, and the liberty to be God's children. He hasn't just allowed you, he's given you the power to become it. Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. You have been set free. You have the power, you have the authority, you can claim your right to be His child, to, to claim, I am a child of God. You can boldly enter God's throne of grace. You have the, the right, you have the strength. Christ has given us the strength. You have the liberty. What, a, a liberty, some people like like, liberty, that's like, freedom, yeah, yeah, freedom. He's given you the freedom to be a child of God. Exousia. He's giving you the exousia. Yeah, that's it. Good job. You know, when you're a Cox family kid, you go for bike rides and you eat cake. And it's good. But God says, if we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, if we believe and trust in Him, we're given the power, we're given the authority, we're given the right, we're given the strength, the liberty to be God's children. To enjoy the blessings of being a part of his family. We don't just get cake and bike rides, we get eternity with God. It's better than any bike ride, it's hard to imagine. When you're a part of a family, you learn to do what the family does. When you're a part of a family, you learn to be like the family. Someone said to me yesterday, it's like, Andrew, you've got a distinctive chin. (laughs) I'm like, really? I said, yeah, it's, it's like your dad's. I'm like, really? And I thought about it for a moment. I think, well, Dad's a good bloke. I can, I can handle that. I have a distinctive chin. I don't know what that means. I might grow my beard some more. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. I'm not, I'm not caught up on that for that person who said that. <laughs> but we become like our family, like it or not. You might, you might think, I'm never going to be like my mum or dad. Trust me, you already are. like it or not. We become like our family. And Jesus has given us the power to be children of God. He's given us the power to become like our Father in Heaven. We have been justified by faith and we're continuing to be sanctified to being made more and more alike our Father in Heaven. God's a God of love. He's full of grace. He's full of peace. He's He's merciful, He's generous, He's compassionate. He's full of grace, He's the bringer of hope, He's the bringer of peace and He wants you to become like Him. He's given you the power to become like Him, to be His child. You can be a bringer of peace, you can be a bringer of hope, you can be a bringer of life to others. As we lay down our life, as we've been already encouraged today, that fitted in so well with my message today. Thank you, Lord. I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 10. It says in verse 23, Let us hold tightly. When you go for a mountain bike ride, you hold those those handlebars quite tightly because the ride can be rough at times. It can be quite bouncy and throw you off. But you hold tightly to those handlebars. Let us hold tightly without wavering the hope we affirm because this life can be bouncy it can be a little bit shaky at times for God can be trusted to keep his promise God has trusted that you've been given the power the authority the right the freedom to be his child so what's he going to do he's going to help you to be his child he's going to help you be a peacemaker he's going to help you be a life bringer a hope bringer he's going to help you be graceful he's going to help you be forgiving He's faithful and he can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We're called to know God and to encourage one another, to help others know his love. That's God's plan for you. Last Sunday, Pastor John was talking about knowing God's calling for our life. In a nutshell, there it is, to know God and help others know Him, to encourage one another and to encourage others to know God. Jesus is coming back. There is going to be a judgment day, and we're not going to be judged for our sins if we've put our faith in Christ. But there's many people on this earth that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And He's called us to know God and encourage one another and encourage others to know Him, to help them know Him. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 to 10 says, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Thank you, Lord. It's good to have Luke and Beck and Esther here with us today. I was just chatting with Luke before we went to Bible College together. I was showing him a photo when I was at where we went to Bible College. It's not there anymore, but uh, it's moved. It still exists. And uh, I was just I just love that you're doing worship ministry and stuff, man. It's it's good. We have different gifts, and God has called us to use those gifts for His glory. Every one of us. I want to read to you from the Amplified again. It says same ver- same. Passage just a little bit differently. It says, Above all, fervent and unfailing love for one another. Oh, sorry. Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Just as each one of you has received a special gift a spiritual talent and ability graciously given by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favour. Wow, I like that. Employ it in serving one another, as it is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace you know you show a facet of God's grace as you live as a child of God you show his the multifaceted forgiveness the love the acceptance the grace the mercy of God's grace as you use your life for his glory as you lay it down and and serve those around you you show the glory of God as is appropriate for good stewards of his grace you're a steward of his grace a steward on a plane decides who can have what meal but they pass it out you ask for a coke and they say sorry no coke left or whatever you might ask for you're a steward of God's grace and we're called to to give it out to serve it out to others to help other people receive what God has for them this morning, let's love one another for a moment. Let's love one another. Let's practice what we're preaching right now. You're preaching this two a eh? Great, fantastic. Let's, let's, let's love one another this morning. What, and I want to ask you to do one thing this morning, to turn to the person in front of you and the person behind you. That's two people. That's not one, that's two. And I want you to share with that person what's the best thing that's happened this week. That's it, just plain and simple, really simple, not too complicated. You don't have to be even have to be a Christian to do that. If you're a visitor this morning, I hope you don't feel too uncomfortable. Um, we'd just love to get to know each other for a moment. What's the best thing that's happened this week? And if you can't think of a best thing, like you're just thinking, I don't know. I just want you to say something you did this week. It's like I went shopping on Tuesday. There you go. Now I just want to clarify for a second. This is not what the story sounds like. Uh, the other day on, on Wednesday, actually no, wasn't Thursday because I went to the park on Friday and then Thursday, no. Just say the other day, I, I went for a walk and this, is, this isn't what you do. I went for a walk and I was going down the street and I saw this dog and it was like one of those poodles, it was a not a magna-doodle, a caboodle with a curly hair and, and I had a pat and we we're talking for a while. But anyway, we, we, we went down the street and I was going to do some shopping and no, that, that's, that's not the story. You say, the best thing that's happened this week is the great time we had in the bush going for a bike ride and eating cake. Like, there's my version. Plain, simple. it's the boy version. Okay? The boy version. Can we do that? I want you to turn to the person in front. Person behind. Talk to the kids, adults, get the kids involved. Kids, get the adults involved. We'll give you a few minutes just to do that. People, when you've listened as well. Now, I hope all the kids got to have a chat too. I, I won't ask you to put your hand up if you didn't. But uh, it's good. Because, you know, one of the first steps in loving someone... Is connecting with them. If you don't talk to someone, it's hard to love them and to serve them and encourage them. The first step of loving is often having a conversation. And I find that's a good conversation starter. You can use that. And uh, I, I encourage you to turn the person beside, in front and behind because I thought, well, I don't want you to turn to your husband or wife because hopefully you do that. You, you talk to each other. I encourage you. Rochelle and I have diary dates occasionally and we sit down and we talk about the diary and we talk about what we've been doing and what we're going to do. We try and plan some things in. It's good. Anyway, that's not what I'm meant to be talking about. You know, good things happen and bad things happen. Did you know that? Yeah, I thought so. God says, mourn with those who mourn, mourn. rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. God wants us to connect, to talk. It's why life groups are so good and so important. Spend time where you can connect and really share about your journey. Pray for each other. And I want to encourage you, don't let Satan label you by the bad things that happen. Last week we had the teabag. Actually, two weeks ago, we had the teabag. Does anyone remember the teabag? Anyone missed the teabag the other week? Oh, sorry. Well, we'll have to do it another time. But last uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the tea bag, and the gospel in the tea bag, and how Jesus broke the chains that bound us. He set the captives free. He he cut off that tag. He's removed those tags that Satan would want to try and put on us. We have exousia. Say it again, exousia. We have the power to be sons and daughters of God. Jesus washes us clean. He removes that sin as far as east is from west. He gives us power to be His children. And Satan would want to try and label us by the bad things that happen in our life. He'd want us to think, I'm just this person because I did that. Or I'm just like that because this happened to me. And Satan will want to try and label you. He wants to try and put labels over your life that make you think, I can't do that. I'm just a kid. I'm too old. I'm too grumpy today. I'm allowed to be grumpy because this happened to me as I was driving to work today. Satan wants you to put labels on your life that give you permission to not be who God's created and called you to be. Don't let Satan label you. Think of Joseph in the Old Testament. His brothers always kill him. Then they sell him off into slavery. He's accused of things he didn't do. And then many years later as he's risen up to power in Egypt and his brothers and his family come in and their dad dies... And suddenly the brothers are like, oh no, our dad's dead. My, our, Joseph's not going to have any grace for us now. He's just going to pay us back. And he's, they're worried what Joseph's going to do to them. But Joseph doesn't say what they did to him. They come to him and ask for, for grace. They're, they're trying to make sure he doesn't kill them, basically. This is what Joseph says to his brothers in Genesis 50. He says, you intended to harm me. But God intended it for good. He doesn't allow that moment of his life to to become a, a stronghold within him. He says, this bad thing happened in my life, but God is greater than that thing that happened. God used that thing to position me to be where God wanted me to be, to be used for his glory. And whatever that bad thing that's happened in your life is, that label that you've allowed to be on your life, yes, God has allowed it to happen. But God has allowed it and He's positioning you. You might not understand it, but He's going to use it for His glory. Satan might intend to harm us, but God intends it for good. All things work together for the good of those who love God and accord according to His purposes. If we lay down our life and take up our cross and follow Him, there is no weapon formed against us but shall prosper. Everything will work together for the good of those who love Him. Philippians 4 verse 4 to 9 says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. That's like stick them. Don't let them be moved. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Let's pause there for a moment. I wonder if we could say to the kids around us, do everything you heard from me and saw me doing. God help us be an example to the kids in our church, those people around us, that we could say, do everything you saw me doing and heard me doing. Let's let's strive to be an example. God's given us exousia, the power to be an example. Then the God of peace will be with you. You know, coming to church gives us every week an opportunity to, to remember who God is. It helps us to stop an hour and a half once a week to come together and remember who God is. It helps us to focus on His goodness. It gives us a chance to stop and encourage each other. I probably wouldn't see, or you probably wouldn't see, many people in this room any week if you didn't come to church. God's given us the power to come together and encourage one another. And God has called us to encourage one another, to remind ourselves, to remember what He's done. And we're going to do that right now. We're going to stand and ask the band to come. We're going to have a little break. As someone said, we're going to mess things up a bit this morning. I apologise. For those of you who like routine, we're just messing it all up this morning. We're going to sing a few songs. We're going to have communion. We're going to do a few more songs. I'm going to share the last part of my message. And then we're going to finish with a bang this morning. Who likes finishing with a bang? with a big kaboom God is good and He's worthy of our praise we're going to sing this song I will boast in Christ alone all I have because of Jesus all of this this exousia is because of what Christ has done for us upon the cross and kids kids I want to encourage you to stand I want you to sing along you know the words to these songs I want to encourage you to stand up let's worship God together this morning because He's worthy Now when we're in worship, I often just try and close my eyes and completely block out everything else that's happening around me. But this morning, I just just felt to stop and and, and look around, and I just want to encourage you: just look around for a moment, just look around. And it, it's a it's a busy morning in church when there's kids in church, uh, but this is like the hot pot of what God is doing. He's marinating some meat. He's uh, you can you can take a seat. Sorry. <laughs> This is the family, and you had no idea what you were getting yourself into when you put your faith in Christ. And the brothers and sisters, the aunties and uncles, in in that are, were going to become your family. Have a look around. Here's your family. We are family. I got all my sisters. And me. <laughs> I started singing that during the last part of that song. I'm like, no, sing the proper song, Andrew. Anyway. I was going to find the video. A few years ago, we had a church camp, and many of you weren't here then, but we had a church camp, and there was a certain family in our church that did a song. And they were all going, No, he hasn't found the video again, has he? And he didn't. I couldn't find the video. And uh, I'll find it for next week. <laughs> but the Alamores did a great version of the song, We Are Family. And I hope you leave this place today singing the song, We Are Family. I'll stop. But we we are family in Christ. In Christ, we are united as one family. And it doesn't matter where you go in the world, what town, what city, what nation, there are brothers and sisters in Christ that are a part of our family. Isn't that awesome? Thank you, Jesus. But what makes it so special to be a part of a family? What is so special about family? What is it? You can't choose your family. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. I think the thing that makes family so special, the thing that God wants for family, is that it's a place of love and commitment no matter what. That even if there's a a cousin that every family Christmas is never there, he's still part of the family. There's still love and commitment towards that person, even if they choose to not be in fellowship. There's something special about family. Let's not be that one who stays away from the family gathering. Let's come together to encourage our family. There's something special about family. It's God's plan that family would be a place of safety and security, that we know that there is love no matter what. That's God's plan. But we know Satan is the deceiver, he's the destroyer, and Satan wants to destroy that family unit that God has created. Satan wants to break down that that God has established. And sadly, some of us have experienced the pain of, of breakdown within the family. And I want to say God is able to heal. God is able to forgive. He's got to, God's able to help you forgive. And God is even able to restore. In, in some circumstances, God's going to bring restoration. But it doesn't change that God's plan is that when a man and a woman come together and are married and In that family, children are raised. In that place of love and commitment. That's why marriage is so special. It's a a covenant relationship. That no matter what, we're in this together. I'm so thankful for my wife that we're in this together. It's God's plan that family be a special thing. I wonder what your family looks like. We're going to have a look at another family for just a moment and maybe at times your family looks like this family. At times I think our family looks like this family. Um, can we go to the video? Thanks, guys. Maybe this is your family some nights of the week. Chris, mm-hmm. get the lights on. <laughs> maybe your family looks something like that sometimes. Maybe not quite. No force fields, no stretchy arms. But Family is a special place, but it can be a challenging place at times. But I want you just to close your eyes for a moment. I want you just to close your eyes if you can. I'm sure you can, but please would you close your eyes. And I want you just to imagine a family, a family that is always loving no matter what. A family that's patient with each other no matter what. A family that listens to each other no matter what a family that plays together, a family that prays together, a family that's forgiving and gracious, a family that goes on adventures together, a family that's generous, a family that shares with one another and shares with other people. Just imagine a family where Love and generosity and kindness and patience and gentleness are unending. What an awesome picture that is. And no doubt when I, I talk like that, your brain goes two ways like me. It goes, oh wow, I wish I was more like that. As the other part of me goes, oh, I want to be more like that. I want to lead our family in that way. I want to be a part of a church family like that. And I want to say, don't let those, those wishes become labels of, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not like I should be. But let that desire grow of what God intends, what God desires, what God has exoucied for us. I want to read again, John 1, verse 12 imagine a family. To all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right, the power, the authority, the liberty, the strength to become children of God. God has given us the power, the authority, the strength, the freedom to be like Him. He wants us, He he wants to empower us to be that kind of church family, that we're a place of love and forgiveness and that we're generous with one another and we're generous with those in the world that don't yet know Christ. And you know what, kids, God's kids can change the world. Kids can change the world. Kids can change the atmosphere of a room really quickly. You bring a kid into a room, it changes the environment. And kids, I want to encourage you that you can change the world around you. Sadly, some kids get to 15 or 16 and feel like they can't, change they can't they don't have a place within the church and I want to say kids you have a place within this church we want to we thank God for every one of you kids we we love getting you guys up here and sharing what you've been doing in kids church and hearing about what you did a couple of weeks ago but you know we we come together as the church on Sundays but the church is happening all through the week as well and God wants you to be his church all through the week everywhere you go God's got a calling for you to to, to be His presence in the world. When you go to school, when you go to work, whatever you do, God has called you to to be His church in that place, to be His child in that place. The Bible says the harvest is plentiful, the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Let's never say there's no place for me to to express myself in the kingdom of God. There is... uh, a multitude, there is a million different ways that you can express your faith and be Christ in this world. Last year I went to the Hillsong Conference and one of my favourite sessions was a session called Spheres. It was, it was people in education and business and family and the arts and entertainment and government and religion media sharing about how Christ is working through what they do as a school teacher, as a, a business person, as a, a family uh, person, these people sharing about how Christ was impacting the world in, this, in the world they live. And I might share the link on the Facebook page. So if you're a person in, in maybe you've got a desire that you, you want to be the nation's greatest Christian politician. Maybe God's speaking to you about that. I don't know. Maybe God's stirring in your heart to, to be a journalist. And God's going to give you an opportunity to be like a a Lee Strobel that would find truth and expose truth for God's glory. Maybe God's calling you to be a personal trainer or a teacher or who knows what it is, a a mum, a dad. And the whole focus of that was saying you can be the church in that place. You're called to be the church in that place, in that sphere of the world. God's kids can change the world. Wherever you go, God has called you to be His light. Just working out which bit to skip and which bit to continue with. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter where you go. This week when you go back to school, kids, when you go to work tomorrow, people who are working tomorrow, when, you're, when you go home this afternoon, God has called you to be His child, to bring His presence into that place. He's given you the right. He's given you exousia, the power and the authority and the strength to be Christ in that place. Imagine what it would look like if we woke up every day remembering that God has given us the power, the right, the freedom, the authority, the strength to be His child. That we approach the day thinking, I'm a, I'm a child of the living God. I'm going to be a child of the living God in the place I go into today. God wants every person to know His love. God wants every person in this world to know His love. God wants every person in this city to know His love. That's why we that's why we're doing the extension with the hall. We want to just make room and capacity to to reach more kids with the gospel. I just think of the 10, 20 kids in each room that are going to be in that in those classrooms for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And I think what an investment into the life of kids in this city, but those kids are part of families, and those families are part of communities. I just wonder what God what is God going to do through the lives of the kids that go into those classrooms that for the rest of their lives they're going to be children of god they're going to be ambassadors for his kingdom i wonder what god will do through the hundreds of lives that go through those classrooms my heart is excited about what's happening there that's why we do kids hope it's why we do mops it's why we do craft it's why we do everything we do as a church corporately to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our lord jesus christ it's about knowing it and it's about helping others know the truth that we have found in him And it's God, why God has called you to be in the place that you are in right now. In this season of your life, the place that you are in, the, the lives that you interact with, God has appointed that you would be in that place. God wants you to bring His presence into that situation, into that sphere of life, into that sports club, into that community. God has placed you there for a reason. And I want you to think of Joseph as... Satan might intend something to bring you harm, but God has intended it for good. You might have got to the place where you are in a way that you don't like, but God has allowed it for his good. We're going to finish this morning by thinking about who we have opportunity to minister to. And maybe there's a person in your mind that's coming to your mind and you're thinking, yep, this week I'm just going to look for that opportunity to just say, hey, you know what? You know I go to church, but I've never really told you why. Can I, can, can I tell you why I go to church? Or maybe it's just that you're going to ask them, hey, you know I go to church, but I've always wondered, what do you believe about God? It's a great way to start a conversation by asking questions. What do you believe about God? Who, who do you think Jesus is? Maybe there's someone this week that God wants you to invite to church. I heard a story about someone who for years and years and years wanted to go to church and people did actually ask them, but they said no. And people gave them the EVZ out and just didn't ask again. But they were, just, they were just waiting for the day that someone would ask them to church and, and kind of convince them that they had no reason and no excuse not to come and try it out. And finally they went, they became a Christian, and the rest is history. But I wonder, who is it that we can invite to church in the next week, the next month? Who is it the Spirit's speaking to you about right now? Let's take every opportunity we get. And you know what? We're going to practice that right now. And you will going, oh no, what is he going to make us do? <laughs> There's a reason why I got you to talk to someone before. Because I thought maybe that will make you a little bit more comfortable to do this. This morning, I want you to turn again to one of those people you've chatted with. And I want you to pray for that person. I want you to be an encouragement just to pray for that person and believe God to answer your prayer. We've talked about exousia the power, the authority, the right, the strength, the liberty to be God's children. Maybe you can pray for two, one or two of those things that, that that person would remember that they have the power to be God's child. Maybe God's going to give you a word for that person. If this morning you're a visitor and you feel totally uncomfortable doing that, just, just say, hey, I'd love to, but maybe ask the other person you talk to. You, you can pass, it's okay. We won't, we, we, we won't make you do this. But can we just do that for a minute? This is our bang by the way, this is, this is the bang. You know what? I think it's a bang when anyone prays. I think it's exciting when anyone prays. It's powerful when anyone prays. And kids, I want to ask you to join in with this too. You can pray for someone. You can say, God, please help this person this week to remember your love for them. Amen. That might be it. And let's turn and let's pray for one another. Maybe there's something they shared before that you can pray about i was going to give you a few minutes. I'm going to do that. I'm going to finish with this song. God loves you, and He has given you exousia. Everyone, let's say it together one last time. One, two, three. Exousia. I want you to remember that. You have exousia to be, the power, to, to be a child of God. You have exousia to pray for that person right now. Let's do it. Let's pray. Finish praying, don't... Don't feel like your prayer was any less. We don't need long prayers. We can pray long prayers. We can pray short prayers. Thank you, Lord. Together we are the church. You are a child of God. This morning maybe God's stirring faith within you. You've never put your trust in Jesus, but you want to know that power to be His child that we talked about. This morning, if you've decided, if you just are choosing to to say, yes, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Saviour. I want to know what it means to be a part of His family. We'd love to pray for you this morning. Come and talk to me. We'd love to pray with you, give you some things to help you in that journey. When you're finished praying, would you stand? We're going to finish with a song this morning. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory the king above all kings he leaves no one an orphan he adopts us as his children let's stand and let's sing